Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of Access All Areas. Um, no longer with Jana, sadly, but as well as me, Stephen Lang, you also have a special guest host this week, who is... Bobby Norris! I'm Whee! so excited! Bobby Norris! Whee! Uh, thank you so much for coming on, we really appreciate it. Um, Honestly, thank you for having me. You know, whenever I'm a guest, I absolutely have such a ball. And oh, thanks. To guest host it with you, Steve, I couldn't say no. I oh, jumped a bit. This is what we like to hear, babes. How you doing? <laughs> really good, thank you, considering. Really good. How about yourself? I'm absolutely fine. I, um, I've made my first visit to the pub this weekend, last weekend. Um, How although, was it? Well, I st- we were outside, so we, weren't, we only had to go inside to get a drink. And then we were back outside. Um, but I was in Soho, and I know there was a lot of pictures going around of how terrible Soho was. But it really was just that tiny little portion of Soho that was really super busy. Where we were it was actually pretty quiet. Um, so it was actually it was actually quite nice. Have you, have you done the same? Have you made a outdoors visit to a pub or a restaurant yet? Been down sheesh? Do you know what? <laughs> I have. I've been down sheesh. Not yet. I um, so this weekend just gone. I took my partner away for like a, a little weekend getaway, just like out in the UK. So we just kind of stayed in the woodlands in this lovely little cabin. Oh, nice. But uh, I was looking at social media Saturday, and every other picture was either people in hairdressers or in a pub. <laughs> of but which no, I did I both. <laughs> I, I love I'm loving the new hair. How does oh, it thanks. feel to have a haircut after like three months? I tell you, it is. Very, very nice because it was all hanging around on the back of my neck. You know, it was me. Uh, it was just horrible. I couldn't do anything with it. I was wearing a hat as our producer Georgia was taking the piss out of me for constantly on the show. Um, yeah. So you're a hairdresser, though, aren't you, Bob? You... It used to be many moons ago. But do you know what? I'll be really honest. I've always blow dried my hair kind of straight, whether I've blow dried it back or done a big quip or, or something. Mm-hmm. Because to me, natural hair is this is like just how I wake up. Like so, oh, yeah. But I thought, you know, I've blow dried it twice in lockdown. Once when speaking to Parliament, so I mean, you kind of you've got to, haven't you? Really? I mean, you've got to look your best <laughs> for Parliament. You got to, just a, just a little bit, <laughs> and then I can't remember what I said. Oh, for my boyfriend's birthday, I thought make the effort, blow dry the barnet for him. But since then, air dry even come out the wardrobe, and um, I've just embraced the curls. I mean, it is Looks as nice. long as Rapunzel. Thanks, babe. <laughs> but um, I've just thought I'm just going to rock it. I ain't had a scrap of fake tan in three and a half months, so this is like the most natural Bobby I've been since and- like birth. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about it? I'm really, really liking it. I kind really? of feel like this. I'm big on taking positives from negative situations, and of course, mm-hmm. this whole thing that we're going through globally is devastating and it's terrible but I've done so many things from it I've taken away that I kind of just I've done a lot of reflecting mm-hmm. and I kind of worked on me I've still tried to train as much as I can because the gym's a big thing more for my mind than my body yeah and yeah I've done the organizing of wardrobes and the, the famous draw that everyone has with like 54 charges which you yeah. don't know what anything it charges yeah um I wish they were iPhone chargers because I'm always looking for an iPhone charger <laughs> but they charge random chargers probably like Nokia's from the 3310 days when we played once Snake. you definitely don't need any more absolutely so I've cleared <laughs> them out I've done a lot of sorting but a lot of stuff Charity shops haven't been open, so I've not been able to give them all the bags of stuff I've done. So, no, I've kind of been as productive as you can. But uh, I, I think as a whole, yeah, I'm just going to embrace it. I think I'm even going to start filming like it. When I go back to Towie in a few weeks, it's going to be a no me. I've, I've reinvented myself like Cher. <laughs> Madonna. Yeah. Madonna. I, <laughs> the queen of reinvention. So, so is, is, is Towie definitely coming back then in a, in a little while then? Yeah, a few weeks' time. So we got a message recently to say that the team have been working around the clock to kind of logistically figure out how we can do it safely following the government's guidelines. Mm. And I think where we was in a little bit of a, a tricky situation, unlike a lot of the soaps. I know Emmerdale went back recently, and I think EastEnders has. Towie is filmed predominantly in bars, restaurants nightclubs yeah so up until saturday they still weren't open so unless we filmed a whole series in parks and fields which <laughs> wouldn't make for the best telly and gardens, <laughs> yeah, i think logistically they really worked around the clock and the team have been so good i'm so excited to get back because we've not actually filmed towie since the christmas special which that's a long time 
a long time. So it's actually going to feel quite weird um, because it's been such a massive part of my life for nine years. So the three and a half, four months during lockdown was weird not having them. But this has kind of become like the new normal, this life. So I kind of think it's going to be a little bit weird getting back into that routine, but I'm so ready for it. I, I'm definitely one for routine. I love a list, love, yeah, <laughs> organising and stuff like that. So yeah, getting back on, getting back on camera and catching up with everyone will be really nice. I bet, yeah. It's funny actually. I noticed today on the news um, when I had the lunchtime news on, there wasn't actually that much about the virus, and you're like, oh, maybe things are going back slightly more to normal now. It feels like, I mean, it's not like it's gone away, but. You know, there is definitely like a a bit of a change in the way we're approaching things and we're kind of learning to live with it rather than it being like the headline news that it's been. And that involves people like yourself or like me going back to work and doing different and doing things as we used to. But that is a little bit scary as well, I think, because I've got used to this and you've probably got used to the way, you, like you said, you haven't had a fake tan. Yeah. Who is Bobby Norris <laughs> without a fake tan? You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, this is a whole new learning thing. Massively, and it's so funny because a year ago, obviously, no one had ever heard of Corona apart from the beer, and uh, <laughs> not that it's my tickle of, of choice. But um, when in Rome, sometimes if you're sunbathing, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't mind it, but Delicious. I'm a gym boy, you know. But uh, it was all about the Brexit, wasn't it? Whereas now, yeah, you don't yeah. hear, never hear the word Brexit, and I think hopefully, touch wood, the time will come, we'll never hear the word Corona again, but I definitely think the year 2020 will be remembered for a long time. Well, we're kind of making history, aren't we, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, there's, there's, it's un, unavoidable, you know, like, things are happening around us, but it's, it is nice, I think, to get back to some sense of normality. And actually, with that in mind, I don't know if you've seen today, there's been a... Um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Celebrity gossip is returning to us. Um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard have been in court um, over some uh, some libel issues that they've had with the newspaper. Have you seen the latest? Oh my gosh, I have to admit, I did have a little chuckle. I had to check the calendar because I thought, is it April the 1st? Because I saw the headline and I thought, no way, is this actually going to be addressed in court? So Johnny Depp has allegedly ended the marriage to Amber Heard after he found a poo in his bed. She's claiming that it is a poo of one of their little teacup Yorkshire Terriers. Now, I might add, as the owner of a little teacup Yorkie, they are mine you. There is no confusing a teacup Yorkie's poo and, and a human doo-doo. Right. So I'm thinking, obviously, all this is allegedly, we don't know if Amber's trying to add a little practical joke on him yeah. or what's gone down but um i can just imagine being that that judge in that court and hearing i decided the day i found the poo in the bed i want a divorce what's your thoughts on it could you believe it i mean absolutely not i mean it's um i mean i think the funny thing is is that i think like a lot of things happen in the world of like super super famous people that just seem so out of regular life and this is like bringing it to the fore I mean like obviously there's a there's a whole court case and this is only a small issue but I mean yeah Christ I mean when you see that written down yeah I mean it must the, the court must have been trying not to laugh I mean it, it's just funny isn't it I mean honestly if, if I if <laughs> my my ex and me broke up for very different reasons but if I had have found a poo in the bed I think it definitely would have been over that very moment I found it. 100%. If I found one of them in my Kylie Minogue sheets, <laughs> I, I would, uh, well, I, I would be happy. I'd be like, no, pack your bags, babe. Romeo, uh, done. Time to get done. out. Yeah. Um, first, now, you've just said something here. Kylie Minogue bed sheets. Have you tried the Kylie Minogue wine? There's wine? There's a Kylie, no. Minogue, there's a Kylie Minogue rosé. Shut up. Oh, we're going to need to try it. I've tried Lisa Vanderpump, so I didn't know <laughs> Kylie had jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. She's got a rosé available at Tesco, £9 a bottle. Have you tried it? Of course you have. Of course I have. <laughs> um, but, like, but you can't actually buy it. My friend ordered it online. I had to get it online. So I had to pay 17 quid for it. <laughs> so what, it's just selling out that quick? Yeah, apparently. I mean, it is really good. Um, I'm yeah. going to try it. Well, I don't think... I mean, 
if the bed sheets are anything to go by, she don't just put her name to anything, like some celebrities would just stamp their name on anything and cash in. I think Kylie's got a bit of class. Got Do a bit you? Of I mean, I, I girl, would agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. So I reckon it's a stunning wine. Oh, I'm going to have to try it. Treat myself. It is the summer months. I do <laughs> like a rosé in a barbecue when the sun's shining oh, down. Lovely. A glass of Kylie in your hand. It's an Instagram <laughs> moment. I had, a, I, had a, I had my first rosé recently, actually. That was very nice. Never had one before. Oh, I love a nice rosé. It's um, one of them things, like a lot of like cocktails, where it's so slushy and icy, you actually forget that it's alcoholic. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I've actually, I'm actually cutting out the booze for a month. I've decided, which is weird to do in the summer month, but I've just figured I'm just going to do it. So I'm a What's weekend now. What do you decide? I'm, I'm, my relationship with alcohol is not very healthy. So I think some, sometimes I just have, I just have long periods where I'm like, nah, just cutting it out. So I just need to, yeah. But I'm a weekend. I've lost four pounds in a week. Um, well done, babe. By, uh, by calorie counting and giving up the booze. So. Um, got, How are you got, feeling after your first week? Good, yeah, really good. What I find that once you've done the first few days and the first weekend, because I was out this weekend, you're actually fine. Because once you've told yourself no a few times, you, it's just in your head then. Massively. Um, so I've, I, yeah. the first week, may yeah, first week, ten days, and then it gets so easy. I've only drunk three times since the start of March during lockdown, I think, because I wow. saw a lot of people on social media, they, they were in the drinks every night. It's kind of, everyone's finding their coping mechanisms, didn't they? Yeah, That's yeah. Like getting up that to was work definitely me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought, no, I, I, I cut out smoking, so I've, I've not smoked since the first week of March. Wow. I've only drunk three times. Um, and, and yeah, just been trying to keep the little fitness up a little bit, going from the walks. Got myself You're looking a few buff. Dumbbells. You're looking buff, to be fair. Thank can see. you. Thank you. So I've been trying, but uh, yeah, it definitely it gets easier, babe. It gets easier. Good on you. But you know what? The hear. thing is, when you then treat yourself, it's worth it so much more because it's a nice treat. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I might be going away on a little holiday to um, a, a camping. Uh, well, no, what's it? What are they called? Like a holiday park, which I oh, have nice. not done since I was about maybe fifteen with my parents, um, with my sister and her two kids and her husband at the end of the month. I may have a little tipple or two then because I'll be sleeping in a caravan, so I'll probably need to numb the pain a bit. Um, but, oh. you know, you've got, you got to do what you've got to do. And by then, it'll be four weeks. So, you know, I will have, I will have done some... You would have done work. your month. Exactly, completely. yeah. And, and it's an holiday. It's a staycation, like, <laughs> at the weekend. I think it's definitely the way forward. 2020 is the year of the staycation. You will honestly have the loveliest time. I went and stayed, like, there's three acres of woodland, and it was so, like back to nature, to wake up and just see squirrels having a little wash. There was this big <laughs> bird outside my bathroom window. I keep forgetting what it is. Uh, like, I think, not a goose, because that's like a swan, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty uh, A big. ferret. Yeah, it was a ferret. Ferret a was fe at the window. A ferret? Like, no, that's not a bird, is it? <laughs> no, not a bird. A it's like a colourful bird, but not a peacock. Pheasant. Pheasant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wow. And I kind of felt a little bit like Mowgli vibes, walking around. I had my curly hair on. I was walking around in like a camouflaged <laughs> uh, onesie, as you do. Oh, very Mowgli, uh, yeah. Very back to basics, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, well, I say back to basics, it was very luxurious. It was very lovely. But just kind of really nice to have that, that little staycation vibe. It's well, that's the sake I want to do again. That's the thing. I think we're, we're, you know, normally I was planning on going away on two, two nice trips this year, but neither of them are going to happen now. Um, so, you know, let's, you know, enjoy the, I mean, yeah, I would never, I would never have sat down and gone, let's go to this campsite in Eastbourne, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to have a good time. I'll be with my family. What's, what's not to like, you know? Um, Absolutely. Take yourself a bottle of Kylie wine and you'll be loving oh, yeah. life. I'm wondering if maybe it's easier to get the Kylie wine outside of London around areas where it's just full of gay men buying rosé. Maybe it does. Very true. There'd probably be shelves and shelves full of the stuff in Eastbourne. <laughs> they can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I think, I think that's the nice thing about this, this year is, is taking those opportunities um, where we can and seeing... And um, seeing a different side to things. Yeah, I guess you won't be doing all the big... Um, where is it you guys normally go? I've totally blanked. On so we normally we do marbs a lot. Marbs, that's um, it, sorry, yeah. I don't think we'll do a trip at all this year, if I'm honest. We mm. was meant to go to Tenerife, 
the week that we started lockdown because oh, we've meant to start <laughs> co completely bad timing because we've kind of missed a series this year. We do two a year now. Uh, and that one was the whole chunk from the start of lockdown. I mean, we still are officially in lockdown, aren't we? But mm. that three months, that three and a bit months we would film, we've kind of lost that series, but that was meant to start off in Tenerife. And we've got the 10th anniversary coming up, but whether there'll be a trip to Marbs, I very much doubt it. It's just probably going to be so difficult. I mean, I know yeah. the air bridges are opening up now and stuff, but there's still so much to consider. And at the end of the day, TV aside, cast and crew and everyone in production safety is paramount it, it's not about whatever we can do to film you know and if, if we have to have a year off the trips we have to have a year off everyone's in the same boat here, so I feel like none of us can complain because there's so many amazing things that we've seen people doing during this lockdown like from our incredible NHS and our key mm -hmm. workers and stuff so to sit there and moan that we can't have a week in mobs feels a bit um feels a bit wrong yeah, so, uh, I totally agree. I totally agree, and that's and that's right. And I think I think yeah, like like I said, it's um it's actually a nice opportunity to try something new that we wouldn't normally do. You know, like um yeah, spending maybe we'll do a Towie goes camping. You never know. Oh my god, I would love to see that. <laughs> Good lord, I would love to see that. I mean, yeah, but then if you're not having to get your spray tan and your hair done, who knows? You might enjoy it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the girls will still be wanting their spray tans and hair done. They will be Googling makeup artists and hairdressers, I have no doubt. But um, I'm actually going to go all year now. Big statement. I'm going to go all year without a spray tan from now. Like, because I've got all these months of it. I feel this is my time to wow. just kind of, yeah, just go I'm a little bit of you, Bobby. Thank you. It's kind of like a big thing now. I think. But so. I have to say, I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying this because you're up here in front of me on my Zoom camera. You do actually look really good. So it's not like you don't really need all the bells and whistles sometimes. You know. Thank you. I definitely think as I've got to an age like in the early thirties, I just feel a little bit more comfortable now. And on the reflection journey I've been on during lockdown, I kind of thought, do you know, I guess it's the same for for people who wear makeup, but. Tan, it's kind of like almost a bit of a mask and a comfort thing, like to kind of feel like you, you, you've got that protection almost. Yeah, and when yeah, you I can sit on, sit on here and lives and be all over social media for months, not doing your hair and not doing tan or putting any makeup on, I kind of think, why start now? Oh my God, you ain't even seen me eyebrows. I mean, <laughs> but even them, like I, I used to be good. down. It's fine. Yeah. Again, I think I'm going to go for, like, the bushy brow. It's a whole new bobby. I've evolved from, from caterpillar to butterfly. Maybe moth. But <laughs> <laughs> I used to... I don't know what my poor threading girl's going to do. She'll be having kittens. Because I used to be down there every two weeks because I get a terrible mono. So she'd have her string out all the time. But now I'm going to be like, nah, natural wear, natural brows. I'm like I mean castaway. <laughs> Maybe a mono brow's a bit too much. I can't see you going for the full mono. Yeah, I won't do that. No, you can just get brow. a little pluck out. You know, that's all right. And um, yeah, before before we move on, because we do actually have some guests to talk to at some point. We've got uh, Megan, <laughs> Megan Barton Hanson and Natalie Lowe um, uh, ready to come on. I just wanted to quickly say how how's it gone with the stuff with Parliament? Do you know, it was so lovely for them to acknowledge that. Trolling has become such a huge issue and there are thousands of people getting trolled right now every day. And for them to pick this up during the lockdown and say, we still want to, to discuss this with you. Obviously, we're going to have to do it virtually because of social distancing and lockdowns. So like, that's absolutely fine. Whatever way we can communicate, I'm up for it. And amazing. So I'm just waiting for, for the next step forward now. I think as I left it with them, they was looking at speaking to technology experts the kind of the logistics are the clever mm -hmm. stuff that i would never understand how they could do bits and bobs to secure yeah, it it's difficult and it's complicated isn't it th yeah. there's going to be them kind of logistics sides but it's amazed me as well the amount of messages i've had from across the globe like recently i was asked to be on japanese news during the lockdown i was on i was on japanese telly Amazing. on the news talking about it because unfortunately one of their big reality stars unfortunately took her own life and they was like we've heard about your campaign can you tell us more about it so i've kind of thought you know what it's now spurred me on because it's such a big passion of mine anyway to mm. kind of make this change because i hear so many stories and i want to help everyone that's going through it because it's something that 
can be changed will help and save so many lives. To me, it's almost a no-brainer. So that's why I will campaign as long as I've got air in my lungs. But when I get messages from Australia, America, Japan, Greece, all talking about knowing in the trend to troll, I'm like, this is amazing. So I want England to kind of like sit up and listen in the UK. We're going to make this a law. And then let's be an example. Let the States take it on. Then we'll let Australia, Japan, because it's something that... A, the world could then do with, you know, yeah, yeah, it'd be silly to sit here and think it's just people in the UK receiving it, but it's just devastating. When you hear that there are people taking their own lives, whether they're on the telly and in the public eye or not, it's equally as bad. And it's so, so devastating. And it's just such a waste of a life that these people, everyone receives that one nasty message too many and it mm. becomes their breaking point. And yeah. With making this change, as I've always said, if it just saves one life and helps one person, it's so worth it. Yeah, definitely. Good on you, Bob. I think it's it's, um, it's a really important issue, and I'm I'm glad to see that people are taking it seriously. Um, yeah, good on you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> um, you very much. So there was also some other uh, showbiz news. Um, I don't know if you've seen Bob, but um, on Strictly, um, and we'll have Natalie Lowe on later, so I'll be able to talk to her a little bit about that. Um, they, they're talking about having two same-sex couples on this series. Um, so one all-female couple and one all-male couple. What do you make of that? I am so excited to read this in the news today because I think it's so long overdue. Mm. And for me, reality shows should always be a true reflection of society. And it, it, to me, it's just a no-brainer. The LGBT community exists. And what better platform than to to kind of show people, families of all generations, that... It's normal. I, it, it's normal, yeah, completely. And I'm sure there's going to be a few people today that read it that are going to be not too happy about it. But, guys, 2020, something has to change. And I'm a big believer, especially a show like Strictly, it's on in so many living rooms on a Saturday evening that to help children to, to great-grandparents through that journey of acceptance and understanding. Education's key to me. No one's born homophobic or mm -hmm. racist or anything like that. So to see things on our telly, the more it's normalised, the better. So for me, it's absolute a win. I'm so glad. And I hope the rumour's true that it is happening. Yeah, I, I do as well. I mean, it's, it's definitely been long overdue. I know um, Dancing on Ice had their first... Uh, same-sex couple this year, didn't they, with um, H from Steps. Um, and I've, I've, the name of his partner's gone out of my head. But they, and they did quite well, you know, they got on quite far. So, you know, it's, um, it's, I think people just need to see it to realise how normal it is kind of thing. Definitely. I was speaking to Matt Ebers the that's, other that's day, it, actually. Yeah, sorry. And he was saying that, because I, I was so intrigued about it, I was like, what? The, the conversation of, of being trolled came up and I was like, was there a backlash with you dancing with me and being like two males dancing mm. together? And he said he was always very conscious when it comes to the choreography that it wasn't seen to be too much, mm -hmm. which I kind of understand for six or seven o'clock on a Sunday night. Mm -hmm. But likewise, a handful of complaints, I think, to the channel and the show. But as a whole complete positivity so i think that's amazing and i hope the same would happen for strictly and i'd love to see this happen not just as a a one-off kind of trend that they've jumped on the bandwagon because now dancing on ice have done it i'd like both of them to to do this every year yeah i agree i mean and they have done it in 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 some other countries so it's not like it can't be a success i think um they're missing out on a trick if they don't if the bbc don't want it <laughs> develop their diversity you know they get they get enough criticism as it is for for um, and rightly so for not being diverse enough and I think this is a perfect opportunity to prove that they can be when it's necessary so yeah I completely um, it's starting a little bit later this year isn't it I've heard because of the yeah it's only going to be nine weeks this so it's starting in October apparently because because of the virus and I think there's still um in my day job obviously I, I work for, I work for a celebrity magazine and we we follow Strictly quite closely and they um they still don't seem to have all the rules in place and know what the situation is going to be because I guess in a way we don't actually know what the score is going to be in October if the if there's been a second spike or or can they have live audiences or 
or any of those things. So it's, it's a bit difficult to be able to tell. So watch um, this space moment, but we'll, we'll have our eyes peeled for it. We will. I, um, I believe now we have uh, Megan ready to come in. Hello. Hello, Megan. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, Megan. Really appreciate it. Oh, um, thank you for waiting. Sorry to keep you No, on. no, it's quite all right. How, how have you been? Yeah, good. Enjoying lockdown. Are you actually? Nice... Yeah, I'm loving it. I don't want it to go back to normal, as bad as that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we were just having that, me and Bobby were just having that discussion, weren't we, Bob? We was. I've got to say, it's treating you well. You look stunning, Meg. Oh, thank you. I've really been taking care of myself, or trying. <laughs> what have you so been what's doing? what's kind of been your routine? So I've started working out. I never used to exercise before because, like, work was so busy, constantly on the go. I've re and everyone started doing the 5K runs. I've started to jog because when people were doing 5Ks, if it was nothing, I was like, what the hell? So I've really <laughs> been trying. <laughs> so have you been doing couch to 5K? Yeah, and it's so good. The app really helps. Yeah, I, I did it last year, and it, it was I had Joe Wiley in my ear telling me how good how good I was doing and stuff, and you you feel really pumped by it, don't you? Like I can yeah. do this kind of thing. Just when you're about to stop, she's like, "Come on, you can do it." I'm like, "Right, okay, I've got this." <laughs> <laughs> Try not to cry. <laughs> Have you noticed any changes in your body? Slightly, because at the beginning, obviously, I'd never worked out, so I was running and I was eating well. But now all the takeaways are opening. I'm like, oh, you <laughs> can't stop eating. <laughs> have, you, have you been going to the, did you go to the pub on the weekend? Yeah, I went to Sheesh, proper oh, Essex edition. I was, I was actually, <laughs> said, <laughs> I actually said to Bob, I was like, bet you were down Sheesh on the weekend. <laughs> I've not been, I can't wait to get back. Was it busy, Meg? It wasn't that busy. Like, it was good, but it was, like, super windy because it's all outside now. But the food, Bob, you're going to die. It's, you're going to have missed it. <laughs> uh, I literally, I'm salivating at the thought of it. <laughs> it it's, it's got to be the best food in Essex, hands down, I just have to say. You've never, have you been, Steve? No, I haven't, but I would oh, like to go. I'm not, I'm oh, not, I don't have enough smart clothes. I think that's the problem. You've got to dress like it's the Oscars. Babe, I've got to take you. You have never eat such succulent chicken in all your life, and they're dream cakes. I'll tell you about them another time. Absolutely <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> well, please do take me. I'll just have to put a suit on because I'm not. I'm not not used to dressing up at the moment. But yeah, you do. You do oh. look really good, Megan. I have to say, like um, it's obviously working well for you. What else? What other aspects of the last few months you've been enjoying? Just really time off, like Bobby can relate, like it's so fast paced our industry and there's always an event to go to. So you don't really have that much time to like take a moment for yourself. And I've very much been one of these people that is like in and out relationships constantly. So for me, it was amazing just to take that time and really be by myself, not have my friends there as a security blanket and just take time to focus on me. So yeah. How's it been being single? I've been loving it. I've been doing like the Zoom dates, the FaceTime dates, but as you can see by me getting on this call, it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> How are the Zoom dates going? Tell us everything. I want all the tea. They're good. Like it is slightly awkward at first because obviously you're not there. You can't really sense the vibe as much. I feel like when you go on a date, you can really tell someone's body language, but it's hard over video chat. But at the same time, you feel more comfortable because you're at home, you're relaxed, you don't have to get dressed up, you can just sit there in your pyjamas, have a little cocktail. So no, it's been good. I was going to say, so what's the routine for it? Do you still do like hair, makeup, have a cheeky cocktail? So kind of like you're on a virtual date, really. Yeah, pretty much, but you don't have to go to town. It's like that guy who had a Zoom meeting and it was like a business meeting, he just had the shirt and tie on and his boxes. So it's good, just this part, you should get ready. <laughs> I mean, that sounds good to me. I'm, I'm not wearing anything underneath this. <laughs> so is there any potentials, Meg? Any second Zoom dates? Anyone you want to meet in the flesh? Are you taking someone down, sheesh? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. It's all fun and games at the beginning, but the novelty wore off quickly. Like... It's in lockdown. We're not really doing that much. The conversation was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, that is. I think that's the problem right. for most people. And it's and also you get. I find as well when I do this, I'm sick of looking at my own face all the time. Like it's like <laughs> I'm constantly like, oh god. Whereas if I was on an actual date, I'm not looking at myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking at the person I'm with. Yeah, um, you never see that. And like when it's awkward conversation, I'm like watching myself squirm. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> where Where are you meeting these? Where are you meeting these people? Just your friends um, or like your Raya. Raya. <laughs> yeah. Raya is a good one. 
and also Hinge. I downloaded that the other day, but I've said it just to girls because I feel like if I said that to guys, I'd be like, there'll be too many what <laughs> with girls. <laughs> so, Meg, I've got to ask, what's your, in like your, your preference? Obviously, you've openly stated that you're bi, which I love because I feel like there aren't many people in the public eye that do talk about that. Do you yeah. kind of have a preference when it comes to, to dating or to thinking of the dream partner? Do, do you see yourself, do, would you like the, the husband kind of role or do you kind of, is marrying a woman also on the cards? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like at the beginning, when I first started knowing and realising I was attracted to girls, I never saw it as like a serious thing. I thought I enjoy girls' company, I enjoy the physical side, but I didn't really see me having a future with a woman. But now since I've had like a serious girlfriend, I'm all up for that. After I was with a girl, I was like, I couldn't see myself dating a guy again. And it is like, just because I'm with a woman, it doesn't matter whether it's male or female. Ultimately, one day I want kids. It's just gonna be a different route with a woman than it would be with a man. But yeah. Absolutely. Well, if you ever need a donor, Oh, send me a WhatsApp. <laughs> oh my I'll God, I'm holding you bag over to you. <laughs> you give me an egg, I'll give you a sperm. Happy days. <laughs> what is oh, going on here? This, <laughs> this is not the kind of Zoom date I was expecting this to turn out to be. Just <laughs> suggesting parenthood. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's. Have you ever? Well, this is something Bob's obviously quite. Um, uh, attuned to like he's been dealing a lot with the trolls and he's been talking to parliament has your bisexuality ever caused you problems or have people ever given you homophobic abuse or anything like that i wouldn't say like properly homophobic i think maybe like slut shaming a bit i think because obviously my past and on the show i was on i was like a very like sexualized character um that was my biggest thing of coming out i was never ashamed to say it my family are very open and were fine they knew before i told the public but it's just i didn't want people to see it as like purely like a sexual thing for me it's mm. more of the connection i have with a person um so not really mainly if i date guys or speak to guys they're like oh you're not really a lesbian or whatever and it's kind of belittling it just takes it away um it's obviously brave to come out and then for people to just put you down like that it's kind of annoying or mm. people think it's just for attention or for a show which again is really undermining and annoying but do you think that's because though people have done it before for the attention in the past yeah <laughs> i guess so and it's like kind of ruins it for the people who are brave and do it but i think for every negative view i have or someone's opinion in this industry reality you can't please everyone so mm. if it helps one girl who's only dated men and is not like the typical butch lesbian then hopefully knowing that i've done it in such a public way she'll feel brave enough to do it herself yeah, that's really wise words. I'm, I'm Absolutely. <laughs> In terms of trolling, Meg, what kind of thing, when, when trolls are, are sending you stuff, what kind of stuff do you receive? Mainly, I would say a good 90% is my looks and surgery. I think that's an easy one for trolls to pick up on. The whole of Instagram is based on pictures and how you look. So that's always hard. No matter what I do, I feel like if I didn't get surgery, I was bullied for how I looked as a 15-year-old girl, completely natural, sticky out ears, big frizzy hair, massive glasses. That wasn't okay. And now I've corrected things for myself. People are still saying, oh, what have you done to yourself? You look like Mark Jackson. Oh, my God. If the people you're dating knew what you looked like before, they wouldn't want to date you. And that's a really hurtful one because, obviously, when you're with someone, you believe they love you for you, not what the outside show looks like. So, mm. yeah. What about you, Bobby? Mine is 99% homophobic abuse, um, which for me, I almost, what I take from that is I think, well, that's something about me I can never change and I never want to change. I'm me and I'm so comfortable with my sexuality. I love being a gay man. It's, it's who I am. If I, if I was a gay, I wouldn't be me. So if yeah. 99%, <laughs> we're waving that <laughs> If that's the only thing that you can have a pop at me about, Mm -hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm doing too bad. I've been in the industry for nine years, and if my one thing you don't like is the fact I'm a gay man, you control me until I'm 94. I'm never going to wake up the next morning straight. So to me, it's <laughs> yeah. a waste of time. But so the kind of the homophobic stuff that I get predominantly, 
I kind of, it, it almost goes over my head. As a man in his 30s, th there isn't a derogatory gay term I've not been called from a, from a white van man driving down the road or from people like kids outside shops and stuff like that. For me, when I kind of felt the need to put it on my social media and, and to kind of back and really emphasise the importance of my campaign trying to end trolling is when it becomes death threats, when I'm told people are outside my house and they're going to throw acid in my face or that they're going to stab me with an 11 inch machete. I think no one, it doesn't matter what job you do on this earth, no one should have to put up with that. And unfortunately, sometimes people receive that one message too many and do take their own lives. And I don't think people realise the power of words. And I always say, what you wouldn't say to someone's face, don't say online. Like mm. it, it's the time old saying, but if you've got nothing to say, didn't say, say nothing at all. Yeah. Like it's yeah. to me, I, I don't get what these people would would get from it. But I think it's important for me to kind of get the message out there w when I'm going for it because I know if I was a teenager and social media was around, I'm glad it wasn't when I was. Mm. But I'd like to know that other people out there, it's not just me suffering, and that this is how you how you can overcome it because we're all going through it, and ultimately, it's the trolls' problem, not ours. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think it's so good what you're doing because people look up to you like young guys who haven't come out yet will look up to you. And if you, they know that you're going through it rather than showing your life on Instagram to be absolutely perfect hundred percent at the time. I think that's amazing that you're taking your time to do that because I remember before I was in the public eye, I used to look, look up to people like you and people on town think, Oh my God, haven't they got such a perfect, wonderful life. But when you're getting trolled like that, it's disgusting. Everyone goes through the same stuff. I think it's just, really about raising awareness yeah yeah totally right and um, slightly changing the subject because we don't actually have too much more time much more time sadly um, we, I've, you obviously have your own um only fans megan um yeah. that that now that's like for for a lot of people would they would assume that you're doing certain things on there what what did you actually why did you set it up and and what kind of things what what kind of things are you doing on there so I do a lot of talks for like women empowerment, obviously my past working in the sex industry. So I was a webcam girl, I done stripping and I've done glam modeling. And I think a lot of women in these jobs, they get such a hard time, they get slut shamed. So I was going out doing these talks about it and then I thought, I'm such a hypocrite. I'm telling women to go and do what they want, it's their body and feel empowered. And then since I've gone into the public eye, I've stepped away from that whole side of me. Um, so I thought, why not? Like, I was bored during lockdown. I love taking, like, sassy shoots, got some nice underwear, bought this ring light, and I was like, yeah, why not? So <laughs> The ring light, the ring light's very important. <laughs> good lighting. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have the good lighting. So, yeah, it's basically what I post on Instagram anyway. So it's just, like, bikini shots, underwear shots, except I'm getting paid for it. And I enjoy doing the shoots. I get my friends together. I've got a hairdresser friend, a makeup artist. We all get together put the sassy Beyonce tunes on, have a little photo shoot. <laughs> Love it. And, and make money from it, why not? Absolutely, get that cold hard cash, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find predominantly that it's a male audience or a female audience when it comes to your followers? Mainly men, but I'm so happy. When I see a girl follower, I love it. <laughs> I'm so biased. I give them so much more attention because it's like DMs on there. I'm like, oh, hi, Meg. Yeah. So bear that in mind, any ladies listening. If you, you want to get Megan's attention, get on her OnlyFans. Get me up on OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, well, no, I think, I think it's great. And I actually think you're a real, you're a real good advocate of that kind of, um, you know, take, taking the ball by the horns and really making the most out of the situation. I think obviously Love Island was what two years ago for you now two years yeah two years ago um, yeah so I mean like you you and you're still here and people are still talking about you and and you're and you're relevant and interesting and people want to talk to you and about you so I think that's great yeah I'm like Absolutely. that cockroach you can't kill I just keep coming back and coming back no we're not sick of you at all have you have you missed have you missed not having Love Island on the TV this year yeah, so much. It's like everyone's the UK's whole summer, isn't it? That's all we talk about. Now yeah. salons, hair place, everywhere, it's all we talk about. But I think it's good in a way, like this whole lockdown, it's really like brought things to attention that everyone was so busy with their own lives doing, like the Black Lives Matter thing. And it's really given us a chance to focus on things that needed to be addressed for a long, long time.
Yeah, yeah, totally. You're absolutely right. Well, I um, think the show will come back bigger and better than ever next year. I think they'll go whammy with it and just absolutely make it incredible. People oh, are going to deal with a year off, can't we? Yeah. Plus, we're lucky enough that we had the winter one. So, yeah, that's true. One six months ago. But yeah, no, I'm true. missing it. But you was great in there, Megs. And well oh, done on your fourth you. edit for Ann Summers as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love working with Ann Summers. It's amazing. It's all the things that I wish people spoke about, exactly like what you're doing, Bob, with a trolling. It's just, I think it needs to be said. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll take well, my hat off, Chief, for that, because I think people who have a platform and a voice, and saying you feel so passionate, as, as you said, like I do with my thing, and you keep doing what you do, like, do you know what I mean? And never let anyone tell you different. You do your only fans, you do your own summers, and you do you, both because you're incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like. Thank <laughs> uh, Megan, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And, um, and good luck with the rest of the lockdown, however long it lasts. Oh, thank you, guys. Lovely <laughs> chatting to you. And you, you Thanks, Meg. Take care. Have Cheers. a nice evening. Bye, darling. Bye. Bye. I didn't really know what to expect because I haven't spoken to her before, but she's actually a really lovely girl, isn't she? Really is, and honestly, the glow up this lockdown. I'm, I'm changing my fat. mind on the spray tan now. She's looking, <laughs> she's looking bronzed and glowing. And I'm don't go back, Bob. No, don't nah, go back. natural bobs, natural bobs. <laughs> um, I believe we have we have our next guest, Natalie Lowe, ready to come in too. So we're moving on thick and fast today. Oh, I love it. Natalie, you there? I am here. Yes. Hello. Hi, Natalie. Well, Natalie, so nice to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Really great, thank you. Yeah, um, very, very happy actually. Thank you for speaking with me. No, it's great. Why, why, why are you so cheerful? What's, what's happening? <laughs> um, I'm just really excited about, um, I guess the last two weeks have been really quite scary for me. I came out in the public um, talking about some things that I've been going through recently and it was mm -hmm. kind of very sensitive subject and I wasn't sure how it was going to be received. Um, but it was received really well and there are lots of things that just snowballed from it in a positive way. So um, I've always, you know, felt like I was put on this earth to help people. And I know it might sound a bit hoo-ha, but... Um, no, I, no, absolutely I, not. I really feel like this is my way of helping people and giving back. And, you know, I, I, I went from being on Strictly, performing in front of 13 million people, you know, being in my element with all the confidence and self-esteem in the world and then, you know, to hit quite rock bottom, um, I, I lost two babies and mm. it was just um, kind of a, just a shock, really. Mm, um, so, yeah, um, and lots of really positive things have come from talking out about um, my experience, how I felt, how I overcome and yeah it's just been really positive in in a in a in a weird kind of a way obviously it's a very t taboo subject and a lot yeah. of people talk about it miscarriage so um yeah i'm talking a lot i'm oh. rambling um, i think it's amazing that you've come out and spoke about it but i was wondering because i'm sure you've received hundreds if not thousands of messages from people all going through the same so grateful that someone's finally coming out speaking about it because no one is so that in itself must be so lovely to know you're helping others. But is it helping you with your loss? Do you feel like this has helped you on your journey by helping others? Yeah, it's the weirdest thing because um, the turning point for me was to realise that actually I wasn't okay. I realised I got to a stage about five months after my second miscarriage that I, I didn't realise, but it was like a PTSD, like it was... A, 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 I just wasn't happy and um, by talking to my mother-in-law about it and by owning up to my feelings and not pretending, not putting on a face, not being like, yeah, life's great when it's not was the turning point. I definitely think by, by talking about it definitely has been a form of therapy, like you said. That's really good and I think, yeah, I mean, you, you, I think, yeah, for a lot of people, it's a big intimidating thing to have to confront any, any kind of issue that they've had in their life, especially in the public eye. And you're actually working with a charity, I believe, or something now. Is that right? 
Yeah, I've been asked to be an ambassador for the Miscarriage Association, um, and which is great because I, I really want to raise awareness about how common, common it is. Mm. So I've got involved in this charity and I'm really excited because they're doing a campaign starting today um, called Miles That Matter. Now, I'm going to dance, because naturally I like to dance. And <laughs> it makes me feel good. Dancing makes me feel good. So they, they came to me with the idea and they said, would you like to get involved? And I said, yes. I said, well, you can run, swim, hop, jog, crawl, whatever you want. I was like, no, I'm going to dance. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cha-cha. For... <laughs> I'm going to salsa my way to this, baby. <laughs> So I've decided I'm going to do, um, I have a fitness company called Fit Steps and it's a Borum and Latin American based dance program mm -hmm. where you can learn the cha-cha, the samba, the jive, the American smooth, the rumba, the pasadoble, you name it in a 45 minute class. Wow. So I'm going, to be doing, I'm going to be doing that once a week and clocking up my miles that way and trying to raise awareness and, and money for the Miscarriage Association. Now, the reason they need to do this is because, sadly, due to COVID, they have found a 40% increase in support and requests for their, for their helpline. The people don't want to put the pressure on the NHS. Mm. Um, and obviously, with like the Great North Run and the London Marathon, all of their funding has stopped. And they're just desperately trying to raise money. I'm going to try and help them raise £25,000 just to keep their helpline open for the next hundred days. They just I mean, want, they want, they need, yeah, people need them. You forget how serious it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it just looks like, oh, well, they've cancelled the marathon or something, but that could be a charity's main fundraiser for the whole year, couldn't it? And then Absolutely. what happens I, then? And it's nice because it's a hundred days leading up to baby loss week. And so it, it's a real um, powerful um awareness that we're trying to get out there and you know if i didn't have someone to call upon to help me then god knows who else is you know struggling alone it's a silent sort of grief and mm. you know no one yeah it's a, it's a weird thing i can't really explain it it's, um, but it but it has all uh, you, there is a happy ending to your story because you have your your son now don't you yeah, I'm really fortunate. I feel really grateful that I can, you know, give little Jack a hug and um, I just, yeah, stay hopeful because, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen and, and it did. Mm -hmm. and the sad thing about all of this is how common having two miscarriages is and it mm. sort of becomes the norm, but actually it shouldn't become norm because it's, you know, we're trying to bring a human being into the into the world and it's not just about oh well maybe next time or you know yeah it's not just like, like move on and get yeah yeah yeah, yeah of course but how, how, how have you found sorry let's go how have you found bringing up little jack during the pandemic natalie it can't be easy having a little one during <laughs> times yeah. I'm sure. obviously the pandemic is horrific and for a lot of people it's you know, what's the worst time in their lives. Um, I found a bit of a silver lining for us. Um, although I haven't had the rest and the recovery and the recuperation that a lot of people have been able to do because being a, a mum of a seven month old, it's just like... Of <laughs> <laughs> course. Yeah, I'm so grateful that Jack has had dad, his dad around, James, to just be around in the evenings and the mornings. Obviously, James is away a lot with his work, my husband. Um, so it's just been really nice to have a bit of daddy and Jack time, which you wouldn't, it's precious time, isn't it? You wouldn't ever get that normally in the, in everyday life so yeah, that's been fun the only thing i'm worried about with jack is he's not used to being out like he's gonna be freaked out by the wind and <laughs> <laughs> like i took him outside and he's just like that. i'm like it's okay it's like a bird whistling it's okay <laughs> but you put him in the car now and he's just like 
where am I? It's just really bizarre. Like that's that's amazing to be able to see that though, and see and you know because babies are learning all the time, aren't they? So it must be amazing to watch that happen in front of your eyes. And and actually, with with the pandemic, yes, of course, like you said, it's been really tragic and 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 awful. But for it has also given people the opportunity to slow down a bit, hasn't sure. it as well? So you know you're probably getting to do more with your baby now than you would normally in in your normal life. Yeah, I feel like um, my stop, my slowdown for me was after my first miscarriage, I had to go in full isolation myself because I wasn't coping. Mm. Um, and then um, it's a weird kind of thing to talk about because I feel like what's happening now to people happened to me two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, although the world was going on around me. I, being in the public eye, I just didn't want to go out. I didn't want to be the nat that people didn't know me for because I'm always quite happy and chirpy. I remember going mm -hmm. to a yoga class and this lady was like, my husband just said, Nat, come on, do something for yourself. You need to just, you know, just do something. So I went to local yoga class and um, this lady came into the change room, dancing around the change room going, and I'm just like, I just wanted to crumble and you just didn't need it at that time. Yeah, I was like, I she's like, you're Natalie from Strictly, and I'm just like, yeah, um, I am, but I just didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to, mm. and I had, I had to just leave. I couldn't pretend I was feeling a certain way, and when I was feeling the other. Yeah, of course, I understand. Yeah, so that. For me, my isolation and yeah, feeling alone has been for a good couple of years now. So I know what it's like for people to be experiencing that that isolation, and it's not fun, you know. Um, but do you feel like you're coming out the other side now? I've come out. I'm good. Yeah, and like I said, I just just by speaking to people around me and not feeling like I've got to do it alone. I've always been very independent, like, nope, I'm okay, this is fine, everyone says this is normal, crack on. Um, but yeah, just talking about it has, has helped me immensely. Good, well, I'm glad, I'm really glad to hear that. And you can, you look beaming, you know, you look great. So um, I did, uh, we haven't got much more time with you, but I wanted to ask quickly, um, have, you, have you seen the rumors today about Strictly? I know you're not on it anymore, but um, that there's, there's, um, they're talking about having two same-sex couples this year. Do you think yeah. that it's, it's about the time or, or do you think it, I don't know, what do you think? Well, um, in, the, in Australia, they had a same-sex couple. They had a court in the act. She was out there and yeah. amazing. Like, she should have won it. She was so good. <laughs> she got to the final, didn't she, I think, if oh, I remember rightly. She yeah. did. She was yeah. just, wow, on every level. Um, you know what? Why not? It, dance is a form of expression and as long as you're expressing the the music and you're creating and you know I just think that's where we're at now absolutely I'm all for it I'm all for it. Do you think it's long overdue Natalie that we never here in the UK have had a same-sex couple? I, th I think everything is a process everything is happens when it's ready I don't know like if it was meant to happen, maybe it was meant to happen two or three years ago, but it hasn't. So I just am fully ready to embrace it as and when it is ready. Um, yeah, no time like the present. Let's let's get it happening. Is it happening? Is it definite? <laughs> well, no, it's not definite, but there, it's been reported. And I know I know the papers have actually been pretty good so far this year in, in picking up what's happening with Strictly because they initially suggested that it was going to run for a shorter period, which turns out to be true. Um, so yeah, will you, will you be tuning in? Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I have to because I do a lot of work with Zoe um, on It Takes Two, so I have to analyse and yeah, I do choreography corner sometimes. Of course, so, yes, yes, yes. Love that. It's yeah. been rumoured that Cheryl's going to be replacing Bruno. What's your thoughts on that? Do you don't think it's happening? It's a rumour. I read that... Um, that she's not actually been asked. Her management have said that she's not been asked. But I don't know who's going to feel. Actually, I have heard that they're going to go to three judges. Um, whether that happens or not, or whether Cheryl comes in or not last minute, I'm not really sure. I'd love to see um, 
ex-professionals sit in that fourth chair every week. Oh, so you could be in the chair. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) Putting yourself forward for that job, I see. (laughs) Say it again, (laughs) If the call coming to join the panel, would you be up for it, Nat? Um, Look, I've danced since the age of three, and I love Strictly. I love everything about dance. I think it is really um, a good positive thing if you can relate to the celebrity that's going through each week and you know we've been there we can support you can be compassionate you can be encouraging but give constructive criticism that's how I would be as a judge if I was asked to be on it um I would love to who would turn that job down I mean it's it's got to be the most amazing position to be in so and you've got the benefit of doing the Australian one as well yes yeah and I held the the glitter ball up there Dals. I didn't hold it here but I held it there (laughs) how does our UK one compare to the Australian format are they very similar or are there differences they're quite different um back in the beginning there wasn't a lot of professional numbers like it's a real production here like we start strictly months before we even meet our celebs and all the pros are in the studio every day just like churning out these amazing numbers for the opening the closing the special acts my favorite special act i'll never forget is um performing to lady gaga and tony bennett oh wow amazing. yeah exactly. Amazing. Yeah, and Shirley Bassey, and you know, when you when you get a call to say, "Would you like to be a guest act for this week?" You're just like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a problem." <laughs> so you, you kind of don't get that in Australia, but um, it's getting more like that now. They're trying to make it much more Americanized. Like the they don't really follow the one here; they follow America a little bit more. Mm. Um, but Craig River Hallwood's a judge out there, so I think they're trying to all kind of. I think Strictly's in like 56 countries now, but it's and all, yeah, it all originated from here. Like it's Strictly here, but it's Dancing with the Stars everywhere else in the yeah, world. Maybe a few tweets. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it coming back. I have to say, we still um, have rumours over here that our pros are having to self-isolate with their celebrity partners. Do you know anything about that? Because I'm sure you're still quite friendly with some of the professional dancers. Yeah, everyone's a bit tight-lipped at the minute. Um, but I have heard that the professionals will have to maybe um, get together and stay together for a good couple of weeks, two, two three weeks. <laughs> That's going to be... Wouldn't you um, love to be... Yeah, love fly to be on the wall. wall. <laughs> oh, my God. And like what does this mean for the... <laughs> what will this <laughs> mean for the Strictly Curse, though? Because that's right. <laughs> Everyone always goes on about the famous Strictly Curse. If the dancers have to live with the celebrity for two weeks before they even begin dancing, can you imagine? What's your thoughts? Well, are they going to have to live with the celebrity? Is that is that? I have not heard that bit yet. That is was that, they've both been they've both been rumoured, but yeah, I mean, you, yeah, wow, you'd know you'd know better than we would. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think all, the the more the more time you can get in the beginning, the better. Like the better the partnership's going to be the more understanding you can get of the sport the genre the the technique the better um it's quite frustrating when you get a celebrity that can only give you two or three hours a day if they're doing the full-time job so if anything benefit like positive is going to come from that it would be the dancing is going to be even better this year because of, they'll be able to put more invest more time into it yeah that's uh, as far as the curses concerned i have no idea <laughs> what what that looks like and you know what if people are single and ready to mingle then i say go for it but um if if there's a connection there but it's not really um yeah that's not really for me to say i don't really know that's fair enough we, we understand that Lee. that's a difficult one <laughs> um, i would just you know if we were to be locked down with the other professionals my favorite thing would just be seeing Anton wake up in the morning in a suit and tie. <laughs> like straight out of bed, bolt upright. <laughs> yeah, Imagine. His cup of tea, his china cup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Well, um, well, Natalie, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Really appreciate it and appreciate your honesty because I know um, the, the subject close to your heart is a difficult one to talk about. So 
do really appreciate it. Good luck when Strictly finally starts with your with the with the corner and um, it takes two and everything. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you for talking. Thank care. you so much, Nat. Bye. 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 Well, that was lovely, wasn't it? Wasn't she? Oh, wasn't, wasn't, she just... wasn't she a diamond? Um, she's stunning, isn't she? She's very stunning, and um, and also seems like very, very, very uh, sincere. And I think that's um, that's nice to see. Yeah, it was definitely took a little emotional turn, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was it's really nice for her to sit and open up. Definitely, I agree. Um, well, Bob, uh, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for filling in this week. Really appreciate it. You've done done an excellent job. Um, oh, thank you so, so much. We may have to get you back running, another mate. time. <laughs> <laughs> you got my number, ring me. Yeah, please consider loved... it done. <laughs> um, I honestly loved it. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate it. And um, and until next week, everyone. Uh, goodbye. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Access All Areas. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.